she wondered whether his reputation as a hirer and firer wasn't actually a case of him being left in the lurch every three weeks because his secretaries got fed up dealing with his so-called brilliance. Not so much a case of him firing his secretaries as his secretaries firing him. She caught a glimpse of herself in the mirrored wall that occupied one section of her office and frowned at the image reflected back. Her neat outfit and unremarkable looks did not seem to gel with the glossy, snappy image of the other employees she had seen as she had been channeled onto the director's floor. She could have landed on a film set. The guys all wore snappy, expensive suits, and the women were largely blonde and achingly good-looking, in a polished, well-groomed way. Young, thrusting career graduates who all had the full package of looks, ambition, and brains. Even the secretaries and clerks who kept the wheels of the machinery oiled and running were just as glamorous. These were people who dressed for their surroundings. She, on the other hand, brown eyes, brown hair falling straight to her shoulders, and she was far too tall, even in her flat black pumps. Something about her grey suit and white blouse screamed lack of flair, although when she had stuck it on that morning, she had been quietly pleased at the professional image she projected. It had certainly made a change from the more casual gear she had become accustomed to wearing at her last job. Now, here, she just looked vaguely drab. For the first time, she wondered whether the gleaming CV in her handbag and her confidence in her abilities were going to be enough. An eccentric and insane employer who surrounded himself with glamour models might just find her a little on the boring side. She swept aside the nudge of insecurity, trying to push itself to the forefront. This wasn't a fashion parade— and she wasn't competing with anyone in the look stakes. This was a job, and she was good at what she did. She picked things up easily. She had an agile brain. When it came to work, those were the things that mattered. She hunkered down for the long haul. It was nearly midday, and she was bracing herself for an awkward conversation with one of his employees about his whereabouts when the door to her office was pushed open. And in he came, her new boss, Gabriel Cabrera. And nothing had prepared her for him. Tall, well over six foot, he was the most sinfully good-looking man she had ever set eyes on. His hair was slightly too long, which lent him a rakish air, and the perfection of his dark, chiseled features was indecent. He emanated power and a sort of restless energy that left her temporarily lost for words. Then she gathered herself and held out her hand in greeting. Who are you? Gabriel stopped abruptly and frowned at her. And why are you here? Alice dropped her hand and bared her teeth in a polite smile. This was the man she would be working for, and she didn't want to kick things off on the wrong foot. But in her head, she added to the list of pejorative descriptions which had been growing steadily.
rude and fancies himself. I'm Alice Morgan, your new secretary. The agency your company uses got in touch with me. I have my CV. No need. He stood back and looked at her intently, head tilted to one side. Arms folded, he circled her, and she gritted her teeth in receipt of this insolent, arrogant appraisal. Was this how he treated his female staff? She had got the message loud and clear that he did what he wanted, irrespective of what anyone had to say on the matter. But this was too much. She could leave, walk out. She had already been kept waiting for over two hours. The agency would understand. But she was being paid over the odds for this job, way over the odds. And it had been hinted that the package, should she be made permanent,